Welcome to the Blitz Package. I'm Britt Zank, along with Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor. Uh, there you go. Travis Steppen. And we're here to talk Chiefs, talk sports, because nobody wants to listen to anything else. So what topic do you guys want to start out with? I'll let you pick. <laughs> oh, dealer's choice. Okay. Well, we were kind of talking tri- about uh, Kareem Hunt before we started this thing, so let's just take off from there. Why isn't Kareem Hunt getting the ball more? And should Kareem Hunt get the ball more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think I, – like I, I talked about in the beginning of the season when Spencer Ware got hurt, I, I was worried that he was going to get too many carries – and it seems like Andy Reid can't find that middle ground. It seems like you either get him with 20-plus carries or nine. And obviously the nine doesn't work. It, it would maybe work if you had another back. But considering that Trakendrick West has not been able to run the ball effectively and they don't want to give Akeem Hunt any more carries, you got to give the guy at least 15 I mean, I agree. I know people, like, are worried. I've heard some people worried about him hitting a rookie wall or something like that, but when you consider there's no padded practices anymore, I mean, he's a running back. They only have so many carries in him. I'd rather take advantage of him as much as I can. If Kareem Hunt hits the rookie wall with nine carries a game, there's something wrong with Kareem Hunt. Um, the there is, there is absolutely, it, what it seems, it seems like Kareem Hunt gets the ball when the play calling is, is schemed and it's set out and it's, this is what we're doing, first down, second down, third down. When we get into the fourth quarter, I would have to go back and check, but when you get back to the fourth quarter of the Dallas game, and where's Kareem Hunt? I mean, he's not on the field when he is. He's not being targeted. He's not getting the ball handed off to him. These are – when you have a back like Kareem Hunt, and it, I mean, there's absolutely no reason he should not be in, in the game plan, especially when you're only down by four with 15 minutes left. That's absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, exactly, well, he Chris. Didn't have, he didn't have a carry after the first drive in the second half, and that was when he finally started getting some momentum going. Yeah, he yeah, had his, his. His last carry was was the 19 yarder, correct? I mean, and then yeah, nothing. I think he had uh, one after that because the 19 yarder was the, his second carry, and then he had like a small gain, and then after that they never gave it back to him. I think he caught a pass later on for a short gain, but other than that, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't get how you go wait, you know, and they scored a touchdown. Like that was their best drive of the whole game, and then you just don't go back to him for the rest of the game. And then you go back to, I mean, the games we've won, you looked at the Patriots, the Chargers are two perfect examples. I mean, we finished the game by just handing it off to Kareem Hunt and shutting the door on him. Yeah, and you, if you remember the Eagles game in week two, uh, it was like till 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, he had only had about eight or nine carries. And they finally started giving him ball more. And what do you know, we, we come out on top and we actually get a couple touchdowns off of it, but Andy Reid just has this tendency to forget about the run game, and I just don't understand how you can do that with Kareem Hunt. I mean, he did it with Jamal Charles as well. Uh, I remember going to a uh, game, I think it was 2014, uh, the home opener, 
and against the Titans and just completely forgot about the run game and it was just a mess. So it's not a new thing. It's just Andy Reid just has his ways and forgets to go back to the run when that's his best weapon. Well, he, I mean, that goes back to Philly. I mean, he used to do that with uh, LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody that had LaShawn McCoy on their fantasy team with Andy Reid would just get frustrated because you'd have one week with 25, you know, 25 points off, you know, 20 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and then the next week he'd touch it seven times. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> right, exactly. And, that, and that's, especially with a quarterback like Alex Smith, you have to be able to run the ball. He, he's not a quarterback. Like, I think, I think this is definitely Alex Smith's best year, but if he doesn't have a run game, and the defense can just focus primarily on the pass. It, Alex Smith is not the guy that's going to carry it. No, because, I mean, he's not the guy that's going to go through three, four progressions, you know, when they're double-teaming Kelsey. And if Hill's not open right when he wants it, and then, you know, the way our offensive line's been playing, he doesn't have time to do that anyway. And he's going to, you know, put his eyes down and do his dump and run. In my opinion, you have as good a chance with Kareem Hunt as you do going downfield to Tyreek Hill um, for that big play. You have to have the opportunity. Nine carries, nine carries over four quarters is not an opportunity. Those are Chikandrick West's numbers, in my opinion. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chikandrick West with nine carries or, or at least nine, you know, nine carries and targets mixed in. Kareem Hunt has to get the ball. If you're down by four in the fourth quarter, I want Kareem Hunt to be running the ball. I want him to be running the ball. Um, you know, I will take I will take two two-yard runs um, if he's going to give me a 15-yard run afterwards. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. If you know, if we're getting killed by 15, 20 points, okay, I understand. You, you know, you can't just keep running for two yards and letting the clock run down. But shoot, we were up. You know, we were up or tied the whole third quarter, and he just never gets a look. And it's not like, you know, and it's, again, it's one another thing of Alex's chucking and, you know, chucking and ducking all the way down the field. Well, okay, you know, that offense is working. I'm fine with it. But that wasn't working either. So at least go back to your bread and butter and go from there. You don't have the offensive weapons to do to to do what I think Andy Reid's wanting to do, or what he has done uh, here the last. I would say three out of the last. We're all the last four four games. Um, we do not have the receivers to go out there and to have two straight drives without a, a run. We don't. I and, and that's my my opinion. Tyreek Hill is special. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, is the top tight end in the game. But we. It's just when when you are when you are Alex Smith and you're looking at Albert Wilson and uh, and uh, Demetrius Harris, that scares me. That worries me uh, going forward with the season. It, we have to you have to use Kareem Hunt. You have to get him involved in the in the pass game. He th- he catches almost everything that goes his way. I think Kareem Hunt is the difference. Um, I think uh, I think he was the difference in the in the Dallas game. The fact that we did not use him did not put us in position uh, to win the game. Yeah, and you look at it, um, the first time you know against the Steelers that Andy Reid decided not to use Kareem Hunt was our first game without Chris Conley and Albert Wilson. So your second and third receivers are out. 
all you you, ha you still have Tyreek Hill, you still have Travis Kelsey, fine. But the defenses are going to be keying even more on those two guys. And we, we did not see Robinson be a big part of the game plan. He was able to get off his guy pretty quick, but he, he was never that first or second look. Uh, and then you have, you know, like guys like Demetrius Harris and whatnot. And so you, you have to give Kareem Hunt the ball. You have to get that run game going to help Alex when two of your starting receivers are out of the game. And then in this game, of course, Chris Conley's out for the season, and it was another game with Albert Wilson gone as well. Yeah. I've known you two uh, long enough, and I've read your stuff long enough to know that uh, you guys probably feel the same way as I do. Uh, when you're sitting at home and you're watching the Chiefs play football and you think to yourself, oh, we sure could use Chris Conley and Albert Wilson, I think that it's in itself tells you the type of situation the receiving game is in. Um, I, I, when Conley went down, I was upset. And six weeks previous, I, I didn't care if he made the team or not, you know. And that's what that's where I was. And when Chris Conley went down, I thought, oh man, we're in trouble. And uh, and that's crazy. It's crazy to think from six weeks, you know. And uh, and Wouldn't our passing game, our passing game needs. Kareem Hunt's support. Yeah, he has to support the, the passing game. It's just the bottom line, in my opinion. Kareem yeah. Hunt has to run. He's got to run at least uh, 50, at least 15 times a game. Has well, to. And whatever happened to the good old-fashioned screen pass? I mean, how many times did Priest Holmes, you know, back in the day, kill people with that? And with our offensive line, they're not big, hunky run blockers. They're pass blockers. Get them out in motion. Get them moving. An old fat, not a s stupid wide receiver screen. I hate those things. Or not some, you know, slip screen. An actual good old-fashioned screenplay. Slow down those linebackers from just crashing to the line every time. And just do something to change it up. It just seems like, and this is something my dad talked to me about the other day. It's like his run game's gotten predictive. Like genius Andy Reid who comes up with all these plays and tricks here and there. Everybody knows when they're running the ball. The second they line up, you go, oh, this is going to be a run left or a run right or something like that. Well, if us schmucks well, who just of, watch a, a game. It, yeah, a lot of it, uh, I think, has to do with some of the injuries along the line because uh, Mitch Morris is probably the most um, mobile lineman they have that they can swing out. I mean, there's so many times that, you know, in the earlier part of the season or if you want to go back to next se or last season, and you would see Mitch Morse out there leading the way. Your center is leading the way for your running back. And we haven't had that with him being out and then him being back for, you know, two games now and then LDT coming back. I, I do think the line will improve. But with the offensive line, it's not like a receiver coming back from an injury where it's just him. It's the whole line has to get the rhythm back with that player. So they're operating as a unit. And I think that having all our guys back and hopefully we'll figure out something what's going on at left guard but i think that we'll start to see a better run game with some better blocking up front yeah i mean hopefully parker's gonna come back i don't know what's been going on with that but hopefully he's back you got ldt back you got morris back they'll both be a couple weeks now after the bye week they'll be a couple weeks into it so i mean the offensive line should be back at full strength we at least don't have anybody 
on the injured list anymore. So give them a full bye week. Hopefully they're back, and hopefully that's the first thing Andy does against the Giants is just run, 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 and make them, make them figure it out. Well, that's a perfect game to come to off the bye week as well, in my opinion. You know that uh, that's a that's a good that's a good matchup for the Chiefs. Um, they, uh, but you're right, uh, Britt's right. Creativity in the run game has has fallen off the map. There is no creativity. It's uh, and in in a in a season that we've seen so much gimmick play. And most of it work unless Tyreek Hill is throwing the ball. Uh, I'm all for it. We need to do more of that. Uh, we need we need more pizzazz. If that's if I dare say that, my kids will kill me for saying that. But uh, we we need more. Um, it, it's uh, there's nothing developing. There's nothing developing. And and uh, you know at this rate uh, by. By week twelve, Kareem Hunt won't even be in the top ten in rushing. You know, if we keep it up, it's it's insane. It's insane to think about the what's going on with the run game compared to early in the season. Can, can we get this marked as probably the first and probably the last time that the term "Brit is right" is is going to be said in this podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. And I will. I, <laughs> note to self. That's the last time. It did. I, it, it. I can say it did happen at least once. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I, I think the reason that the Dallas game was so frustrating was because it was so familiar. It was, it was like we went back to 2016, just like in the Steelers game where we just kept running plays that we knew weren't going to work, and we were running plays that the defense already knew was coming. You know, all those all those bubble screens. In both games, the Steelers and the Dallas game, both teams knew it was coming and crashed it the second it started. And so we, we it's so weird because you go back and look at Denver, and to my surprise at least, like I remember watching the game in the broadcast mode, and you know I, I was really frustrated with it. But when I went back, there was actually a lot more create, creativity in the play calling, you saw a lot more of uh, Travis Kelsey lining up outside instead of right on the line or in the slot. You saw uh, fake bubble screens, and one of those was actually – actually, I think both of them were a pretty big game, one with Travis Kelsey coming over the middle. But then you go into Dallas, and it's just like they didn't care. Dallas was 2016 all over again. You're at uh, – mark it down. You're absolutely right. Uh, they – it, it was, you know, and the thing that I've seen, and I've noticed this, I've noticed this off and on, and it bothers me, is, boy, we sure are, uh, if it's third and eight, we are really good at making four-yard catches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that, ugh. And I know we'll get to Alex Smith later, and he, and what a year he's having. But if you need eight yards, you cannot throw four yards. It and I just, think that- I think that's where we miss Chris Conley the most. I was a big Chris Conley fan before this season. I think that he definitely has a lot of potential. But Chris Conley this year especially was that third down guy, that third and long. You knew you could count on him. Even if he had a guy draped all over him, the strength of him and the strength in his hands, he would catch that ball. And you knew that if you just threw it in his vicinity, he would get it. 
And that, I think, is the biggest thing that we miss about Chris Conley is those third downs because we, we still weren't seeing a whole lot of Chris Conley, but when you did see him, it was a big play, and we don't have that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Robinson. He gets open, but, I mean, I, that's a perfect description of what Conley brought you was that that big body. I mean, basically, Dwayne Bow only Conley actually would catch the ball when they threw it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh but that, that's, that's what he was good at. You know, he'd go that nine yards and post up, basically, to go to the Tony Gonzalez basketball analogy. It, it would be very interesting if you went back to see how many of Conley's catches were for first downs. You know, I think the number would probably surprise a bunch of people out there. Uh, he, he was, again, it goes back. You know, Conley goes down, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we <laughs> We're going to miss him so much. And then, and, and realizing, I wrote an article. I didn't say very many nice things about him. Um, and, uh, and, and to, to think that Conley is, <clears throat> I was impressed with Conley this year before he went down. I was impressed with him. And, uh, you know, of course, a good offensive, good receivers will open up your run game. And, uh, and, <laughs> you know, that's, that's part of the deal too. Uh, right now, it seems like it's, it's, it's uh, it's ebb and flow. Um, they know when we're going to run, and they know when we're going to pass. They move up, they move back, and uh, and and we're struggling. Um, you know, we got the ninth overall offense right now. I believe two weeks ago we had the second overall offense. Uh, yeah. We're dropping, and we're dropping fast, and uh, and it's it all goes to Kareem Hunt. He's got to have the ball. He's got to have the ball. Yeah. I think we all all agree that definitely Cream Hunt has to have more than nine carries and anything less than that. Anything under double digits is just a failure on Andy Reid and the offensive coordinators, you know, play calling. So, And speaking of Andy Reid, and we're going on the offense, and we've been working on wide receivers, so let's just go right into the next thing. of. Uh, so whose fault is the offense at this point? Is it Andy Reid or is it Alex Smith? Because we all know we've been seeing the tweets, and <clears throat> not that I've ever said anything like this, but, you know, Alex Smith is kind of reverting back to Alex Smith we've known and loved for 12 years well, on, now. on Alex Smith, I, th- I, th- I think it's more on Andy Reid, honestly. I think that Alex Smith had a bad game against Dallas, had a bad game against uh, the Steelers, uh, but the other two games in this last four stretch, I, you know, we all know that he had a really good game against the Raiders, but going back and watching the Broncos game, yeah, he, he had some, he had a couple plays where he kind of reverted back, but overall I thought he had a really good game. I think that he made some excellent throws, some throws that we wouldn't have seen from him last year. Uh, we saw him not be afraid to attack Denver's secondary. In fact, in the last four games especially, he attacked Denver's secondary the most in the deep and intermediate zones. I think that um, in the Steelers and Dallas game, I think it's more of Andy Reid not making adjustments to give his quarterback a chance. And uh, I think that you could probably blame Smith more for the Dallas game. But once again, he had no run game. We were calling a lot of plays that we would we would see in 2016. I... I if I had to put it on one of those guys, I would put it on Andy Reid. But I think I think it's just like the defense. I think it's, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, it, 
it, you got some offensive line problems. You got play calling. You got Smith. You got drop passes. You can take your pick. Go ahead, Brett. I know you want to. <laughs> oh, you're just going to set it up for me. I, I actually, I mean, listen, Alex Smith is good. He, he is what he is. He's a good quarterback. He may even be a above good quarterback. But at the same time, and I, I also agree, I think it's part of Andy Reid too, but, you know, when Alex gets to the line, we talk about how the, off, the defense knows what's plays calling. Well, we know the defense knows, which means Alex knows defense knows. Audible out of it. Don't just hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt on, on a draw play when you see them have nine men in the box and they're all coming at you. Audible to something else. And then the biggest problem Alex has that he did not have at the beginning of the year, and it started with the Steeler game, was his happy feet where even when there's not pressure, he sees it, he drops his eyes, and he's not looking downfield. It's why he missed multiple wide-open receivers against the Steelers. He missed two or three against the Cowboys where, okay, one guy came through, but he either fell at Smith's feet or Smith dodged him, and then Smith dumped it off. Well, then when you look at the play, there was nobody else anywhere near Smith. He had avoided the problem. So now reset your feet, look at the field, and see what's going on. But instead, he would, he would panic. Dallas game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't I, remember. I had seven or eight misses in that Dallas game. That's, you know, there was some times where there was two receivers that came open that he missed. Yeah, but and, but then again, you know, you go back to, you know, the Oakland game and the Patriot game and the Charger game and the Texans game where he was looking on fire, and then all of a sudden they go to checkdowns. Or like the Raider game, Andy takes the ball out of his hand with four minutes left and just tries to sit on the ball. Andy, Alex is having a good game. Let him go. You know, let him try to go out and win it, but instead he hamstrings him. So then at those times, it's I don't know if it's – and it's the age-old question. Is it Alex is being too scared and doesn't want to take chances? Or is it Andy's told him not to take chances? Or is Andy calling plays that he can't take a chance? Yeah, you, you definitely see a difference in the play calling, uh, you know, from the first five games to when we went to the Steelers. And it's like – the it, I, I wrote a little bit about this because um, I wrote an article for Arrowhead Addict to come out on Saturday and uh, going over the last four games. And the thing I put about the Steelers was it's like we learned nothing from the last two times we played them last year. We came out and couldn't stop the run. And actually, this game was worse off in the past. But, I mean, if you take away the one that hit Philip Gaines right in the face mask and – Antonio Brown caught I mean it's not as bad but defense and offense it looked like nobody prepared for that game it, we went completely back to 2016 running those same plays that didn't work and I, I, I mean I think at this point you know of course Alex has to be better against that cover two zone that it, no way around it he has to be better against it but at the same time Andy Reid has to call plays to beat the cover two zone as well. You know, we're, we're playing a game of what ifs here. Um, I <clears throat> I err on the side of caution to go either way with, but 
if if Kareem Hunt runs the ball for 17 times against Dallas and two of those runs end up being 25 plus yards uh, the end the end result of that game could possibly be different which takes takes the ball out of Alex Smith's hands takes the ball out of those situations all right he's got one interception just a cheap interception at the end of that game so his flawless record is over uh, Alex Smith if we win the Dallas game Nobody's calling for Alex Smith's head, okay? Um, the, to me, the Denver game was much more disappointing than even in a win than the Dallas game was a loss to me. I, I, I did not come away from the Denver win uh, feeling good about, about our team whatsoever. I just did not. I did not feel good about it at all. Um, guys were 6-3. and three. Uh, We got spoiled the first five weeks. Um, we beat a couple good teams, the teams that I don't know that uh, the Chiefs would beat right now. Our play calling, this it, it's our play calling. Uh, there are periods of times in the last four weeks that we go into something. I coach first grade football. We have three plays, T right, T left, T middle. So the defense has to pick out one of those three plays, and that's exactly what is going on with the Chiefs. It's like, all right, we're going to run left off the guard. Then we're going to run right off the tackle. All right, and then we're going to do a pitch to the left. Oh, well, okay, we'll try it again next time. And and it, it's soft play calling. And then and then, I again, it goes back to the gimmick, the gimmick plays. We run soft plays, soft plays, soft plays. Nothing happens, and then something crazy happens, and all of a sudden, we're on the board. We're we're in the lead. Uh, per the Tyreek Hill play right before halftime against Dallas. That's insane. But we have the talent to do those types of things. You can do anything you want to with Travis Kelsey at tight end. You can do anything you want to with the fastest man in football. You can do anything you want to with the young talent and Kareem Hunt. We're not doing those things. It is. It's too predictable. And Alex Smith... I think he has superseded everybody's expectations this year. Um, I think that uh, the fact that Patrick Mahomes is waiting for him, and uh, I know we'll get that later, Britt, so hold on. (laughs) But I think that pushed him, pushed him to play harder. I think it pushed him to, to, uh, you know, this is a job. This is a job interview. This is a season-long job interview for Alex Smith. However he plays this year is going to, to determine what happens next year. He has already surpassed what he has done in all of last season. Um, he, misses, he misses plays. And you know what? So does Tom Brady, and so does Drew Brees, and so did Joe Montana. Uh, I, I've really, I really put... The fact that the Chiefs are six and three is is I, I've got to put it on Andy Reid. I can't put it on Alex Smith. Um, but I agree. He should go. I mean, I, I don't understand why we, we're not calling plays that are directly and only for Tyree Kill going deep. I, three or four plays a game. Um, there, there isn't anybody that he shouldn't have that he shouldn't be able to get by as long as we have pr- protection. Uh, that's that's my rant on the deal. I, I think uh, I think Alex Smith is is playing great. Um, you know, two weeks ago he was in the MVP conversation. Um, uh, 
you know, he, it's, uh, he is missing, he's, he misses some throws, but he's still, he's still one of the most efficient passers in the game. He's, uh, he's, he's made me, me proud. I mean, we have a quarterback. We have a quarterback in Kansas. We have two of them, but we have, we have a good starting quarterback in Kansas City. Um, I think that, uh, I, I think the play calling is killing us. I think the play calling is killing us right now. I think it'll get fixed. Andy Reid, he's a, he's a great coach, and uh, and uh, and and I think it'll get fixed. But play calling, Alex Smith can only do so much. And but so Joe Montana, Dan Marino, all those guys could only do so much as well. All right, I think, I think attack away. What I think is frustrating is that. You know, and they and they pointed out in the broadcasts, like we see other teams using our plays more than we do. You know, like we we, we see the creative plays that Andy Reid came up with to beat teams like the Patriots, like the Eagles, and we see them being used against us. And it seems like Andy Reid has gone into this shell, like he did all of last year, where. He's saving it all up because he doesn't want anybody to see it until it's playoff time. And then once it, once we get to the playoffs, holy cow, it's a whole new playbook. It's like the, these players are all over the place because they're not used to these plays, and it's a mess. Like, he, he wants to save it all for the playoffs, and you have to realize that when, especially right now, you're sitting at 6-3, and three, and we got a bye week right now, Division's not completely closed. Yes, we got a good lead, but it's not completely closed. And you have to worry about seeding. The Chiefs are going to need a home field advantage. Now, I know that that doesn't seem to matter much considering the fact that they haven't won a home playoff game in so long. But I think that at this point, you get the Patriots in Arrowhead, I think they can win that game again. If they go to Foxborough, I don't know. If they go to Pittsburgh, that scares me. Pittsburgh scares me. Every every time we play them, they, they for whatever reason, I, I would I'd, I would rather play New England this season than than, than Pittsburgh ever. Uh, Travis, I want to ask you a question though. Is there a chance that during the first three four weeks of the season that those plays that you were talking about? He's already thrown them out there. I mean, I, I question the fact that we look like a totally different team with about the same personnel, minus uh, some of the injuries on the offensive line. Granted, you know, uh, Albert Wilson being injured, Chris Conley uh, being gone for the season. Uh, you still got Robinson. You still got uh, DeAnthony Thomas, who who still still rears his head every once in a while. It. I wonder. I wonder if it was if. If Andy Reid put so much into the first few games of the year, knowing how tough that schedule is, that if uh, if he depleted a lot of his playbook, um, yeah, I mean we've we've definitely seen him go back to the old style of plays. Um, I mean we we saw some new stuff, like I, I mentioned about in the Denver game, um, some really good fake bubble screens where he pump fakes it to Tyree Kill and then completely turns his head and throws it deep to Travis Kelsey over the middle. I think that, you know, especially in a divisional game where they know that you're going to throw a lot of screen passes, I think that that, that was excellent. I, I loved it. 
100%. But at the same time, yes, he has put a lot out there in those first few games because we have played a lot of the top teams in the NFL in those games. But they've already seen him. Why, why does Andy refuse to go back to those plays? Why, why is he okay with going back to the plays that has time and time again not worked but won't go back to the ones that have? And this is the problem we've had for four years plus. And it's the frustrating thing for me, and it's why I just had my article this week that said we are who we all thought they were. Andy, I mean, we've been complaining about play calling for four and a half years now. Philly complained about play calling for 16 years before that. And then, I mean, we've even had the same Alex or Andy discussion for four years. And it's just frustrating because it's literally the exact same thing. And we all say, you know, well, they need to change the play calling. Well, if they do this, if they do that, we've said it every year. So what do they call it when you do the same thing over and over again, but expect different results. Well, if we're going to all uh, plug our own articles, I wrote an article last <laughs> week. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are mediocre. Mediocrity at its finest. And I've got a lot of flack. I got, <clears throat> uh, I had a lot of people mad at me, and I probably lost a few, a few readers, actually. But, uh, it's because you Chiefs. mentioned the offense, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, the Chiefs are mediocre. In my yeah. opinion, the Chiefs are mediocre, and they're nothing more than that. I'm not saying that they're not going to win the division. I'm not saying that they're not going to they're not going to go deeper in the playoffs. Look, at the beginning of the year, while I was over there at Arrowhead Addict with you guys, I picked the Chiefs to go 11 and five. That's one more loss than they had last year. But I also had them picking. I also had them going to the conference championship i'm sticking with it i'm not saying that their season's over i'm not saying uh, they're mediocre and they're six and three and they got a two-game lead in the division correct correct so but we could be so much better we could be so much better this offense andy Reid is a genius and so he is underperforming as a head coach right now in my opinion he is a genius he he's got enough weapons He's got enough weapons. That play, I got to go back to that Tyree Kill uh, touchdown right before halftime against Dallas. Oh, come on, guys. That's insane. I mean, what a genius play. I've never seen that. Tony Romo had never seen that. That was an insane, just beautiful play that only works with Tyree Kill, nobody else in the NFL. And and Andy Reid has it. He can do this, and and I believe he will. But right now, at this moment, the Chiefs are mediocre. They're just mediocre. They've got good talent. They've got good, a great possibility to to go out and not lose another game. But at this moment, the Chiefs are mediocre, and, and it's got to go. I don't believe that the Chiefs are mediocre with the quarterback that's in the top of every, every step that you want him to be towards the top end. For sure. Yeah, most people, how dare you... How dare you put anything on the offense every time? I mean, everybody is so sunk in on the defense, and we all know that there are problems on that defense. But any time you make any kind of comment, and it's not even just about Alex Smith, but, of course, 
we all we all know the severity of mentioning Alex Smith in a bad way of just even one play. But you mentioned that that offense in any way being a problem, and I, I guarantee I lose probably five to ten followers every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, that, and that's the problem because I mean, the defense didn't lose the game against the Steelers. They right. just didn't. That was the offense. The defense I, I lost the, the game against was... the Raiders, and yep. the defense, frankly, didn't lose the game against the Cowboys either. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think that, uh, you know, especially the Dallas offense, who's averaging, I think, 30 points a game. So you kept them under it. You managed that run game. You kept the third best rusher in the league at 3.4 yards per carry. I will take that all day long. Absolutely. Uh, but... I, I completely agree with you, and I have argued this, I can't tell you how many times, but yes, the Steelers and Dallas game were both on the offense. And I know that, you know, we, we know and we admit that there's problems on the defense, but I don't understand the, the like, I'm offending you by mentioning what's wrong on the offense. And anytime you mention Alex Smith, every single time you get the excuse, oh, well, he was under pressure all day long. Okay, let's look, let's look at games where he was under more pressure and did better. Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, both those teams are better than in that front seven than Dallas, than uh, Steelers. Oh, I mean, we've seen him. It's not – we know he's under pressure. We know the offensive line has issues. But in those two games, Alex Smith was not able to – get away from the pressure, not able to get rid of the happy feet and focus. And while there's still stuff on Andy Reid with the game planning and the play calling and stuff like that, in both of those games, Alex Smith did not show up for those games. And my problem is, and and I explained this at the beginning of the season, I think that Alex Smith is a above-average quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. He definitely has his flaws like everybody else, but my problem is, and it's not just Alex Smith, it's with the whole offense, including Andy Reid, is the consistency. In, in week three against the Chargers, we saw a very kind of slow, timid offense. And then we go to this, we, we, we host the Steelers, same thing. Then we go to Dallas, same thing. It's, it's every few games, we get that inconsistency. And that is a huge issue because you go into the playoffs, and that is why every time, and even during the regular season, I, I will be nervous before a game because I don't know which offense or defense that we're going to get. Yeah, and that's, I mean, at, to this point through five years, Andy Reid is Marty Schottenheimer 2.0. He has Oof. a great system that Ow. gets you to the playoffs every year for the most part. You're going to win the division a few times, but when you get to the playoffs and you play good teams every game and not like the next seven games. We all expect the Chiefs to go six and one, five and two at worst. That's not going to nope. tell us anything about how they do in the playoffs. You're playing crappy teams that Andy will probably put up 30 points a game and look like a genius again, but it doesn't matter because it's all going to matter when they play the Steelers or the Patriots. And do they put up 30 then or do they put up 14 again? And that's where it comes in. He has to. However he plays against the crappy teams when he gets his mojo going and he's running all the cool plays and Smith is running and gunning, they need to come with that same 
aggressiveness when they play the Steelers and the Patriots. And to hell with it. If they if Smith's aggressive and Andy's aggressive and they throw four picks and we lose, at least they tried. At mm-hmm. least you can look back and say they tried. The way they played the Steelers in the playoffs last year and the way they played the Steelers this year and the way they played the Cowboys, they didn't try. They tried to keep the game close. They, they played, and this is my favorite saying, they played not they to not lose, lose instead yeah. of trying to win. If you try to win, you might lose. If you play to lose or play not to lose, you're more than likely going to lose because you're doing stuff you don't do. You know, it's like a college basketball team that gets up by 20 points and then shooting threes and running and gunning. Well, then the coach says, okay, slow it down, let's eat clock. Well, then the other team goes on a 14-0 run because they're doing what they're not supposed to do. You know, same thing with the uh, the Raider game. Killing them all game. Four minutes left, nope, let's go I formation, run two straight dive plays that everybody, my four-year-old son, knew they were going to run. And then give the Raiders the ball back when your defense hadn't stopped them all game long. Well, and to be fair, if Alex, or not Alex, but if Travis Kelsey turns up field, that's a first down and probably would have won that game. I, th- I think that that was a rookie kind of mistake trying to go to the sideline yeah. and get the extra yards. If he if he get, just gets that first down, that game, completely different outcome. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there's plays like that every game. So, I mean, you know, I'm right. sure you could go back and find five other plays where if it went this way or that way. I mean, if Tyreek Hill didn't run out of bounds at the 10-yard line on that jet sweep, they run another 30 seconds off the clock there, and you're fine. But it's just the offense is the problem. When the offense scores points and the offense looks good, the Chiefs win. When the offense looks bad, the Chiefs lose. And I just, you know, like you guys said, I, the defense gets all the all the grief and all the guff, and how dare you say the offense. But the offense is the leader of this team. If the offense doesn't play good, they're not going to win because they're the strength. You know, if LeBron James has a bad game, the Cavaliers probably aren't going to win. It may not be his fault, but that's how it works. <laughs> and that's how if, this team works. If to, to make a point at what you just said, you said the Chiefs offense leads this team. That's something that's completely different from the narrative of the previous four or five seasons. I it's think that's the, why they're so offended. It it's the Chiefs defense has how many times did they bail that offense out last season? You know, multiple times, over and over and over. There were there were teams that there were games that uh, the Chiefs offense did not win. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. The defense won the game. The defense, you know, I mean, we are bending and we're not breaking, and that is a big difference in our defense. The numbers, okay, I I can handle I can handle some of the some of the numbers. But the defense is, it's not a bend, bend and don't break defense anymore. It's a bend and, okay, here you go. We'll go ahead and, break, you know, we'll go ahead and let you guys score. If we're, are we having this discussion? If Andy Reid is more patient with Kareem Hunt, are we having the discussion about Alex Smith and how he's playing? I don't think we are. I really don't. Uh, Britt will, but I don't think <laughs> me and Travis would. I'm always up for a good Alex Smith discussion. Patrick Mahomes. <coughs> uh, is, that, is that where we're going now? Are we, are we talking 
Smith versus Mahomes right now? That's uh, what we, you call a segue. We, yeah. Well, well, we got one topic to go. So do you guys want to talk about Sutton in the defense, or do you want to listen to me rant on Mahomes and Smith for 15 We'll, we'll save minutes. the defense for next episode. <laughs> I want to hear what you want to say about Mahomes because, look, I'm, I am a huge Mahomes believer, and when – when I was watching tape for the draft, and I, I, I watched Mahomes right away, and by the time I was done watching everything that I could watch on him, I, I knew right then and there that there was no quarterback that was going to stand a chance, in my opinion, to Patrick Mahomes to, to win me over. And I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think that um, just huge ceiling, great player. I think that, you know, and we, we've seen – uh, you know, people come out and say how fast he's picking everything up, and we saw in the preseason how fast he picked it up. But I think that if you're calling for Patrick Mahomes right now after the bye week is an absolute mistake. Well, as my wife will tell you, mistakes is what I do. <laughs> so, so, so you do think they should plug in Pat Mahomes right now? I do. And All right, let's hear it. Yeah, and – before anybody, I'm not, not saying. I've not heard a good argument. I'm not saying bench Alex Smith because he sucks. I'm not saying Alex Smith is horrible or Alex Smith is having a bad year. Alex Smith having a great year. He's like you guys have said, leading the league in lots of stats or in top three in the league at least. He was in the MVP race. Now that's pretty much dead and gone. But he is good, and you know what you're going to get if Alex Smith starts the rest of the season. You're going to finish 13 and three, 14 and. I can't do math. 12-4, and 11-5 at absolute worst. You're going to win the division. You're going to make the playoffs. If you play a, bye, or a wild card weekend, you're going to win that. Then you get to the divisional round, and you're going to lose. Like we've seen, three out of, you know, Andy and Alex together, this is what they are. This is what you're going to get. Because we're going to have the well, same see, discussion. My, see, my, issue, my issue with that, though, is we've seen Alex Smith – play at a lot higher level this year in multiple games we, we, we saw it in week one we saw it even against philly we saw some of it in washington game at houston you know you, i guess you could count oakland even though that that defense is just crap and and i know that you guys weren't very impressed with the denver game but there was still multiple throws that i would not have seen alex smith throw the last few years in very tight windows deep down the field. I mean, he almost overthrew Tyreek Hill, and people were saying he couldn't throw down the field. He actually did overthrow Tyreek Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did last game. But my thing is, if, if you're wanting to put in Pat Mahomes right now, you are telling the whole team we're giving up on this year. And I I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what I'm saying. And, and, I, that, and, I, get, and what, I, that, I feel like that's the message to the locker room. When you're, when you're, when you have Alex Smith, who's having the best year of his career, and we've seen him play games where he's at a level that could win deep into the playoffs. Well, we, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to bench him. I, I know that there's the inconsistency, but I think if you put Pat Mahomes in, you're going to get all those rookie mistakes at the wrong time. Well, and here's but, my thing. I, I get, you know. We've seen these games from Smith before. The Colt playoff game. It was phenomenal. The uh, 49ers, when they played the Saints, that they only lost and didn't go to the Super Bowl because a punt returner can't catch a ball. Amazing game. Uh, the Patriot game in the playoffs, he played great. So, I mean, we've seen Alex Smith. We, we've all known he can play great when he plays perfect. 
the problem is Alex Smith doesn't play perfect that often, especially with this defense. I mean, we all know his record when the other team scores 24 points or more. It's 9-50-something. and 50 something. And in the playoffs with this defense, do any of us think that this defense is going to hold the Patriots or the Steelers to under 24 points? Steelers, yes. Patriots, no. Okay. So let, then let you're asking. Go right ahead. Go, Chris. Let me break in here real quick. For those listening at home, Britt thinks, thinks that Alex Smith sucks. <laughs> and, and, and he's a terrible quarterback. Every time. And. And there's no chance of the Chiefs ever winning another football game with him at quarterback. But wait, now we got that. Now, to what to what you said, Travis, I do disagree. I do not think, and I'm not I'm not revealing what I really think right now. But I don't think that that would be a sign that they're giving up on this season if they made a move. The reason for that is there are still continuing comments about what Patrick Mahomes is doing at practice. Lots of people don't know what he's doing, but if you keep an ear out, Patrick Mahomes is still tearing up practice. Also, if you go back to the preseason games, there is a genuine excitement among defensive players, offensive players. You can see the punter and the kicker jumping up and down at some of those passes that Patrick Mahomes. I think if they did it, if, if Andy Reid, and I don't think he will, but if you were to put Patrick Mahomes in, I think you would see a v- very excited sideline. The reason why is the, the main reason why I disagree with you is people, people forget very easily. Very, very many people were upset about Jamal Charles not coming back to Kansas City this season. Now, most of us most of us would agree that he's nowhere near the quarter or running back that he was uh, five years ago or two years ago. Um, but when Kareem Hunt came in and exploded onto the scene, Jamal Charles, who? It well, was, we also it, we also had almost two years of no Jamal Charles. There was a transition there. Like you, you had when he went down in 2015. You had the rest of the season. Then you had the next season he was supposed to come back. He was supposed to come back, barely did. So there, there's a lot more transition into that. And I think, I definitely think that, I get what you're saying, that I, I just think that everyone's too amped up to see the shiny new toy. And we, we see it when people talk about Passanio and Elique and stuff like that. But I think that at this point, I don't, I don't know. You're right. I don't know where... Pat Mahomes is sitting at right now and I know that I have read that he is tearing up practices but I don't know what he's going to do in a game against some of these schemes he was going against very vanilla defenses in preseason and I will admit he definitely exceeded expectations for even me but at this point we have seen what Alex Smith can do and I know there's a lot more in a very more aggressive play style from Mahomes but I think that going back to Andy Reid, if he dials up the plays, if he's calling a more aggressive play calling, I think Alex Smith excels. I think it's when you pump the brakes, try and drain the whole uh, play clock. Alex Smith is just getting into his own head. But when you see him in that fast-paced offense, he succeeds. And I don't, I don't, 
I'm not willing to chance the best season in his career right now and against some of the best teams in the league for a rookie all of a sudden when there's that very little window. Okay, Travis, you put it on a tee for me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> everything you said was exactly the same crap we've been saying for four years. If Alex does this, if Andy does this, if, 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 if. I'm saying after four years, after seeing Andy Reid for 17 years and Alex for 12 years, those are huge ifs that most likely aren't going to happen. Now, I'm a weird person. I want to win a Super Bowl, and I don't care about anything else. I don't care if we win the division. I don't care if we go 16-0. and If we don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's crap. It's all crap, and it means nothing. I've been to the playoffs. I've seen games at Arrowhead. I've won divisions. I have eight West Division T-shirts or whatever. All that stuff. I've seen it. I also watched the Kansas City Royals, who are the Cleveland Browns of baseball, win a freaking World Series. It's time for the Chiefs, after 50 years, to make a stupid Super Bowl. I don't think Alex Smith. I I don't think Alex Smith can do it. I don't think Alex Smith with Andy Reid can do it because I think they'll fall back in their same pattern when things get tough. So, at worst, at best, I think with Alex Smith is you lose in the division round again. On the flip side, you put in Patrick Patrick Mahomes. At worst, with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to go 10-6, and six, still make the playoffs. Maybe you lose in the first round. Worst case scenario. Okay. That's not that much worse. However, on the flip side, his ceiling is nobody knows what Patrick Mahomes will do. He might suck. Or... He might be look like what Deshaun Watson looked like, where he's awesome, and Andy can't. Andy, and we'll find out real quick. Either Andy's calling conservative plays because of Alex, or Andy's just conservative. Because if he calls those same plays, and you see Mahomes, who I don't think anybody's ever said Mahomes is a dink and dunk quarterback. So, if he's dinking and dunking, that's all Andy Reid, and that answers that question right there. If he's running and gunning. And we're able to score points against the Patriots, score and score points against the Steelers. Alex Smith is one and nine against Pittsburgh. They know him. If we play Pittsburgh, we will lose. Patrick Mahomes is 0 and 0. He may get his butt kicked too, but at least I don't know. And I would like to try something new instead of being clinically insane by trying the same thing again and hoping for a different result. Travis, let me let me ask you a question real quick. If Patrick Mahomes were to start the rest of the season, are we a playoff team? I think we definitely still make the playoffs. And and part of that, and you you definitely have an easy schedule going forward. You have teams in the AFC that are having just as many problems. I just, I don't see, like I said, I think that Alex has had games this year that could win you a Super Bowl. And I I am one of the people that have been against the fact that he can win you a Super Bowl. But I when when I look at his when I look at the games that he's played this year against the teams that he's played this year, I mean, before this season, Alex Smith had never thrown for three hundred plus yards more than once a season. And now we've seen it three or four times. We've we've seen him go deep, be aggressive, 
that's why that's why I said earlier I think it's Andy Reid holding him back. And you know, it, it like I said about last year, it was a very conservative playbook all year. And then come playoff time, it was the most aggressive I've seen play calling from Andy Reid all year. Losing football games is okay. You know, I mean, most generally, every NFL team loses football games every year. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, for me, it's the way that we've been losing games. I'm, uh, I'm in a unique position to where listening to Britt talk, I agree with absolutely everything he says. And then when I listen to you, I agree with absolutely everything you say. Um, the only thing... I am, out of the three of us, I am probably more concerned than you guys about moving forward. The Giants game is a perfect matchup for us, but it scares the crap out of me. Um, the Bills scares me. Uh, these, you know, we still got Denver. We still got the Chargers. We still got the Raiders one more time. Uh, and I don't believe that... Uh, I don't believe that it's Alex's fault. I don't believe that it's Kareem Hunt's fault. Um, you know, obviously, next episode we'll we'll hit the defense, but we have to we have to do something different. And if Andy Reid is not comfortable scoring points with Alex Smith, then then perhaps we need to do something different on down the line. I would love to see Patrick Mahomes at least at least throw five passes this year. Just bring him in. I, I don't. I don't want to see Alex Smith benched necessarily. And I and I do agree with you. I think we can win the Super Bowl with him. But I've have said that for five years. Um, I think that uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I I remember Matt Castle and I remember uh, Brody Croyle, and and I I appreciate I appreciate Alex Smith. Um, and I appreciate what he does. And I think that now that the talk of Patrick Mahomes is heating up again, um, that uh, that you're going to see that Alex Smith of week one and week two again. Um, I really believe that uh, I really believe that he's a veteran that's trying to prove himself. And hey. he's got he's got everything that he needs. And but. Uh, uh, I I would be intrigued to see Patrick Mahomes a little bit and see what happens and and uh, you know if we win the next uh, next five or six games maybe maybe we'll get to uh, get to see a little bit of action out of him but I, I honestly I something needs to change the trend is bad the trend is trend is bad um, I the, the way I look at it we had four straight losses uh, the Denver game. Um, the Denver game was 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 horrible. Uh, I don't know. It's intriguing. Uh, we all know that Patrick Mahomes is the future of this this franchise, and uh, uh, you got to ask yourself: Is mediocre football going to win the Super Bowl? You know, there's so many things that have to change from what we've seen uh, to what has to happen. Um, I, I would, uh, if I was a betting man, I would not bet Kansas City over New England or Philadelphia right now, um, at all. Um, and, and that's I a, just go ahead. And well, I mean, I'll piggyback off something you said is at least see some time this year because 
I mean, A, he needs to get at least some snaps this year because, fun stat, out of all the quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, only two did not take at least one snap their first year in the league. And that was Johnny Unitas, who didn't play his first year in the league because the Steelers cut him, benched him and then cut him, and then Kurt Warner, who was busy bagging groceries. Every other quarterback in the Hall of Fame, including uh, Brady, will be a new one to this, but Aaron Rodgers even threw passes his first year. So he needs to at least get some snaps. For that to even happen, you have to be a sizable lead ahead for Andy Reid to do that. But the problem is, and once again, Andy Reid is not willing to put his foot on the opponent's throat. He is not willing, whenever he gets what he thinks is a comfortable comfortable lead, which in my book is definitely not a comfortable lead, half the time it's like 10 points, and he waits until they get about mm, three points away, and then he starts trying and it's too late. And, you know, that, that's why I said I, we've seen games that they can do it, where they are aggressive, both play calling, both quarterback, even defense in some games. But the, I, I don't think that it is a quarterback change that needs to be the change. I think that it is the play calling and that aggressiveness from the offense. And I think we will start to see that come, come up as – after the bye week, maybe. I mean, we, we know that Andy Reid is really good after the bye week. We know how easy the season is. So even even if they do really well, we're not all going to feel super confident about it because we really don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. And as much as I love Patrick Mahomes and want to see him play, I was one of those guys that argued for him to start this year just because I didn't trust Alex Smith. I, didn't tr- I, I trusted him to be a good quarterback to get you into the playoffs, but I did not see what we've seen from him coming. And, and you know, I, I saw I went to training camp multiple times. I, I watched the preseason games. So I was like, okay, but how much is he going to do that in the regular season? And then he came out against New England and was throwing all these passes that we are not used to seeing, and we kept seeing it. I mean, heck, in the Philadelphia game, I was sitting down on the on one of the corners, and when he threw it deep to Conley, I stood up. I'm like, all right, babe, we can go. I've seen everything I need to see. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, I am a big Chris Conley believer. I think that you put in Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Conley is going to excel big time. But I just think that with how well that Alex has played, I don't agree with sitting him. I think that he gives you that best option. And even if it's a very small window right now, I still want to give it a shot. And I don't think you get that shot with Patrick Mahomes in there right now. Now, of course, that could be different because we don't know exactly where he's at. We don't, we're not watching film with him. We're not on the practice field with him. And we've all heard how well he's doing, but I, I don't feel comfortable sitting Alex Smith at this point in the season now. And, and well, I mean, we, we all know it's not going to happen. I mean, Andy's, right. Andy wouldn't do that in a million years. I, I honestly don't even know if he would do it, you know, if we have everything cinched up the last week of the year. I hope he would, but I, I honestly don't I mean, know if he'd do that. a couple but, years ago. Well, but that was with Chase Daniel, and now he's got Patrick Mahomes. Who Can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes goes out to Denver? We got the second seed sewed up, so no big deal. Alex shouldn't play. 
can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes goes out and throws for 325 and three touchdowns with no picks? What everybody, happy man. What everybody, <laughs> but then imagine that, and then think of the Gannon Gerback, and people will already be asking for it going into the playoff game. And it will already be, we're playing the Steelers. Smith is one and nine against the Steelers. Man, I don't, maybe, maybe. And then if we, Smith goes out and has a bad game and we lose to the Steelers, oh, our right, job we'll, will be we'll easy. Agree, we'll our job will this. be easy. <laughs> we'll, we'll agree on this. Going into the playoffs, if the Chiefs play anyone but the Steelers, we start Alex Smith. <laughs> I'm good with that. The, if we play the Steelers, Pat Mahomes, baby, you're in. <laughs> Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> I, I tell you, you know, and, and there are there are going to be listeners and there are going to be people and there has been people who have read our articles that we have written on this subject. We... Um, it, we are talking about benching a quarterback who has, and correct me on the stats, 18 touchdowns and one interception and is in the top five in passing yards and I believe is still uh, top on uh, quarterback rating. Yeah. He's top that, quarterback rating, second in yards, uh, top in uh, touchdowns. And let's correct this. I'm not saying to bench him. That's on you guys. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Travis is safe on this one. Um, but, but, and, and I'm, and I'm, remember, I'm playing both sides here. So I'm, I'm cheating. But honestly, we are talking, the discussion is benching those numbers. And if Alex Smith wasn't the quarterback for the Chiefs, last season or the previous three seasons, I don't think Britt would be saying this either. I think what he is seeing, and a lot of and a lot of Chiefs fans can relate to to him on this. Um, I don't know if they if they read any of his articles, but I, I do believe that they they can relate to him. We've seen this over and over and over. This potential, this potential, this potential, the stacked potential. Um, that you know, Alex Smith can do this. Alex Smith can do this. Alex Smith does just enough, and you're like, okay, um, I get it. I'm an Alex Smith fan. My wife would kill me if if she heard me say that I, I'm I'm thinking that it may be a good idea to bench him. But I mean, he doesn't deserve to be benched. 18 touchdowns. I mean, he's 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 one of the top quarterbacks so far this year. If he continues at the same pace. He's still going to be one of the top quarterbacks of the season. He's going to be a, a pro bowler. He's going to be in, in the mix of, of different awards here and there. Uh, but and, and you're right, Chris. And But the funny thing is, on the flip side, and, and we'll, we'll finish up here, the funny thing is we're talking about how horrible that is to even think about, you know, talking about benching a quarterback with all these stats. Yet we all agree, I, th- I think all three of us agree, the biggest problem is a Hall of Fame head coach who's coached for 17 years, been to four championship games, one Super Bowl, and is known as an offensive genius, yet we're saying he needs to change himself too. So it's kind of – That's fair. You know, we're in the same boat. We're in every year. and Andy's here for five years. We all can agree Alex is gone next year, right? Cap space, just whatever. I mean, there's just no way with the cap they can keep him. So no matter what he does this year. There's too many contracts that you need to – get a head start on and give him the money up front in the first few years while Pat Mahomes is still on his rookie deal. And even after that, 
you can bring in some sizable talent through the free agency with that. And so everybody's freaking out about not having a first-round pick this year. Well, I'm not seeing a whole lot that I'm really wanting to go after in the draft from what I've seen on all of the uh, you know notes about the players coming out of the draft this year. But, um, you know, there's, there's always players in free agency. Yeah. And there's got to be players that we need in that free agency that you have to spend – a little more to get and not having Alex Smith this year, uh, next year, not having Tom Holly this year, as much as that breaks my heart, just those two players alone bring in enough money to not only, you know, say if you want to lock down Marcus Peters right now, pay him, you know, most of his contract in the first couple years. And that way he still gets one of the biggest contracts for a quarterback. Fine. You still have money left over to bring in sizable pieces, say, Maybe you, you want another wide receiver. Maybe you want another middle linebacker. Maybe you want another cornerback. Yeah. I, I just think that the, with how the money is and with what they are expecting from Mahomes and what they're saying about Mahomes, I don't think there's any way that you keep Alex Smith. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I, all that is 100%. And just So I, I think he's gone. Hopefully he ends out the year the way we all want him to and we get a Super Bowl. But I think going forward we all agree that the, Andy just needs to uh, keep his foot on the gas and uh, keep his creative. You know, we all know he can get creative, and he just needs to stay creative, get Kareem Hunt involved, and just go back to the way they played the first five games. Take that copy-paste into the next seven and into the playoffs and let the chips fall where they may. If they lose in the playoffs because Andy did great, Alex did great, and they just got beat, I can live with that. But let's not repeat what we've already done, so... I think going forward, I want to see Andy Reid be patient with the running game, uh, show some urgency in the passing game. Um, you know, to those who are upset about the first round, about no first round draft pick next year, uh, I think it's safe to say that at this moment, uh, the three positions that you would want the Chiefs to go after in the draft are fairly deep positions year in and year out. Uh, we need we need secondary help. Uh, we need wide receiver help. And uh, and and we need linebacker help too, in my opinion. Um, those are those are deep. Those are those are all deep. Uh, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is going to end up being worth uh, four first round picks, to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> so so uh, you know the future is good for Kansas City, and and we get to be the ones who uh, who get to nitpick. Uh, nitpick good teams and that's better you know we could this could be the cleveland brown show i wouldn't even be doing this i wouldn't be writing about a football team if i was a browns fan (laughs) couldn't do it it could always be worse couldn't it absolutely absolutely all right well we'll we'll finish this up then and uh thanks everybody for listening and it's the first of many hopefully and we will catch you guys next time go chiefs